Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. You know those jigsaw puzzles, thousand pieces, sprawled out across the dining room table? There are people, I promise you, you may be one of them, that enjoy these incredibly long and patience-requiring activities. It's just like model guy who goes into Hobby Lobby and buys the 400-piece car model and likes to take the pieces apart off the plastic sheets and glue them number by number until he's got a car, puts it in a glass box on his shelf. I am not that guy. Here's another one. How about pirate ship in a glass jar guy? Yes, there are incredible feats of patience involved in taking tweezers or whatever tool they have and assembling an entire pirate ship inside of a glass bottle. Okay, obviously you can tell this is not me, but I am sensitive and understand that people will find ways to dissolve stress, anxiety through crafts and hobbies. I personally like to go out and shoot free throws out back or play my guitar to relieve stress. Others like sitting and assembling a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you about one of my clients that does such a exercise. But before I do, let's give you some updates on Carfac New Cleaning, the solo business part two. As you know, the first one was built in upstate New York. That business I optimized from five days down to two days a week, which was awesome while still maintaining a $50,000 profit. So we paid all of our bills and I was working two days a week. And then we sold that business for close to six figures. And here we are in the Philadelphia suburbs, and I'm doing it again, building a new solo cleaning business. So I hope you have been joining me along this journey. If you're new to my podcast, go back, go to my website, solocleaningschool backslash podcast, go under the categories of shows and click on lessons from Ken's new solo cleaning business. And you can walk through that journey with me. All the episodes I have produced highlighting the activities I've been taking week to week in my new soda cleaning business. So here we go. That's what this episode is going to be. Let's dive in. In past episodes, I have talked in nauseam about how I've educated the local community on my nine mistakes in disinfecting. If you haven't heard any of my previous podcasts, here's the gist. I have found that 90% of people do not disinfect correctly. And I have developed nine reasons why. If you go back and listen to that episode, be honest with yourself and raise your hand on the mistake that you've made. If you do not raise your hand, you are one of the 10%. I challenge you to try it out. But from that piece of content, I've been doing educational seminars and workshops to various networking groups, my chamber of commerce, etc. And there's more things coming up. And this has led to great opportunities. The one from this week is I was given five minutes to do a showcase presentation on my cleaning business in my local BIB, Believers in Business Networking Group, where I had to blaze through all nine mistakes in five minutes. That's not easy for a guy that tries to do 15-minute podcasts that go 25 minutes. I'll have you know I did accomplish this feat of a five-minute presentation. 
I was out of breath. I needed a nap, but I accomplished it. After the meeting, since this was all done via Zoom and I was already at home, I got a call from my buddy Bill Downs, who I've shared in a previous episode on tips from my BIB. Bill owns VNI and is such a wonderful giver in our networking group. So he calls me up after the meeting and he says, Ken, just wanted to let you know that I've been trying to get my wife to agree to have you come over for cleaning. And she listened in. She was in the background. We share an office and she heard your five minute showcase. And here's what she said to me. She says, Bill, I was listening to the call and we need to have Ken over here. So, Ken, I jumped on it. I gave you a call right away. When can we schedule an estimate? Well, this is awesome. I was so grateful that Bill called me. I thanked him, set up an estimate for the following day, did the estimate, and Bill was extremely generous, and I left there with a bundle of nutritional products from VNI. Can't wait to try them out. And I also did an estimate with the promise that I would have some proposals via email to him by the week's end. And of course, I made it good on that promise, had that proposal with options for cleaning his home by Saturday morning. Here's another fun story as a result of doing these nine mistakes in disinfecting. I shared again that I had a presentation with the chamber and I had 30 people attend. Now that's pretty awesome to have that good of attendance for a talk about disinfecting. Well, I did a big rookie mistake and allowed about four to five days to pass without following up with the people that blessed me with some of their time. So I followed up personally with each of the 30 members. Now, some of them were part of the same company, so I could do a group email. However, the majority, one-on-one emails. Some I sent personal video emails via Vidyard, which is a free Chrome extension, and sent those out. And it was really cool to get the responses back. Some were just like, thank you for the presentation. It was very helpful. I'm going to incorporate that at our home and our business. Some even joined my cleaning tips newsletter, which goes out every Friday at 10 a.m. So that was pretty awesome. It gained me some new subscribers. And the last thing that was a cool serendipity is a familiar name. Hmm. Why does that name ring such a bell? Then it occurred to me that name, that office, that company was part of my new to Harleysville tour from the summer of 2019. What is the new to Harleysville tour? So I have done marketing in many different ways over the years. When doing office cleaning marketing, I used to do cold contacting. I would gather information about my business, go solicit by knocking on the doors of businesses in a target area or a type of business niche like law firms or dental clinics or accounting firms or small medical and knock on the door, walk in and say, hello, my name is Ken. And then I would follow it up with something. But in this case, I said, hi, my name is Ken. I own a cleaning company, new to the Harleysville area. I just thought I would drop by and drop off some information. Now, most people are like, oh, great. Yeah, leave your business card. Sounds good. Or, hey, we already have a company, but thanks for stopping by. Others are like, did you not see the solicitation sign on the front door? And I would say, oh, I'm sorry. I did miss that. And even recently, I found out that, hey, did you know that there's a permit required to solicit? Oops, did not know that. And I shared in building my network part one and two how 
that process, although it did gain me some clients too, since being back in Pennsylvania, I chose to discontinue that form of marketing because it's not very effective. In one of my very first podcast episodes, Building My New Cleaning Network, I talked about meeting Eva Finland at a networking group, building a friendship, a trust with her, and she sent me to a few businesses in the same town where I had done the Welcome to Harleysville tour, and the approach was different. Hi, I'm a friend of Eva, and she told me to stop by. I went from a cold contact to a warm contact. Much different response. Well, one of the names on this Chamber of Commerce list was a company that I had stopped in. And I tell you, I went the extra mile for this company. I was a go-giver. I noticed some improvements they could make in the front entrance and how to really make it shine and sparkle and give a better first impression to people that were coming into their firm. Now, they were thankful, but I never got a call back. No big deal. I knew that I was planting a seed. But months later, 10 months to be precise, this same person that I met at the front, the decision maker, when I walked in that front door, she was on this call. I don't know whether she recognized me, if she remembers me, if she threw out the information pack that I dropped off. I have no idea. I also have no idea whether she liked the presentation I did because I got no feedback from her. I did reply in an email and thank her and I got nothing back. But here's what I did notice. She signed up for my cleaning newsletter. And on that cleaning newsletter each week, I can track who opens the various emails. And over the past week or two, this company, this person, has opened up my weekly newsletters. Top of mind, Ken Carfagno, Carfagno Cleaning. Ken Carfagno, Carfagno Cleaning. Tip, 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 tip. I venture to guess that in the future we will be servicing their company for weekly cleaning. So that was a really fun story. You just never know how these will form up. All right, Solo Cleaning School, let's dive into the main topic for this podcast episode, Missing Puzzle Piece. This is a metaphor in so many other podcasts, in blogs, in books. Can you find the missing piece of the puzzle? It's like the piece of information that you didn't know that completes the puzzle. But in this particular podcast episode, it's an actual puzzle piece I'm talking about. Remember model car guy and pirate ship and a bottle guy or jigsaw lady? Well, this particular client of mine who is a huge fan of jigsaw puzzles, I totally think it's awesome. It's not for me, but Many people, like I said, love them. In fact, my kids enjoy doing them. I am not poking fun at all of Jigsaw Guy, Pirate Ship Guy, Model Car Guy. But back to the story. I'm cleaning a three-hour house, and towards the end, as I'm vacuuming up carpet, there's a jigsaw puzzle, not on the dining room table, but on the coffee table in the main living room. And the table had the edges and corners built, some scattered centerpieces, And I also noticed as I was vacuuming, there were a few puzzle pieces that had fallen to the ground. And I think the cat is responsible for jumping onto the table and probably kicking some pieces on the floor. But there were also like shredded pieces of cardboard from a box in the corner that the cat was also using as a scratching toy. So when I would vacuum up pieces of cardboard, it would go plump, 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 and it would kind of sound like you're running over a squirrel. 
So I would take no notice, not that I run over a lot of squirrels, don't get me wrong, but I just keep vacuuming, plump, 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 there's another piece of the cardboard, plump, 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 and I just keep going through, run the vacuum around the table, being careful, and my vacuum is very sleek, profiled, and I go under tables and couches, and I slide my turbo-powered head underneath the table where the jigsaw puzzle is, and plump, 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 and I wonder, hmm... I think there may have been something other than a piece of cardboard because that sounded a little bit different. And I wondered if it was a puzzle piece. Could it be? The puzzle piece is no longer on the floor. It is through the vacuum tube into the housing and into the nasty bag in the center of the vacuum cleaner. Oh boy, what do I do? I finished the vacuuming. I finished mopping the floors, I packed up, and I considered whether I bother taking my vacuum apart and digging my hand into a filter bag that has all of the things I just vacuumed up in that house. It's nasty. I don't want to touch that, even with gloves on. It's like, dry heave. I don't want to go through that bag. It's not a fun thing to do. And who knows if there is even a jigsaw puzzle piece in there. It's a thousand piece puzzle. Is she really going to miss one of them? (sighs) Your conscious will always get the best of you. And in the case of me cleaning, trust factor is huge. And I have as a core value going the extra mile. I call it a gem. And in examples of gems... I would always do the extra things that no one paid me for. It might be one or two things at every house or office. Many times the clients would never even notice, but I would. And I'm a good steward of what I've been given to do on this earth. And that's with the money and the time and the people that I've been entrusted to. And I want to make sure I take care of what God has given me to the best of my ability. That's called stewardship. And it's very important to me. So going the extra mile is a big deal. It's a core value. So I knew... I had to tell the homeowner. Hey, homeowner, I got a question for you. There's a good chance that while I was vacuuming underneath your coffee table, I may have sucked up one of your thousand pieces for the jigsaw puzzle. Would you like me to get it out of my vacuum for you? It wouldn't be a big deal. And she thought about that. Boy, he'd have to go through that vacuum, probably put his hand in that nasty bag. Ken, it's not really that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. It's just one puzzle. But yet I could see it in her face. I could read between the lines. I could read the room that this was important. And I said, you know what? I'll be right back. I have to take the bag out anyway. I'll just check through it real quick. And I'm sure if it's in there, I'll find it. She says, okay, sounds good. I took this stuff out to the car, loaded everything in, took that filter bag out of my vacuum cleaner and proceeded to dig through cat hair and other things that I had vacuumed off of the floors. And one of the rooms is a teenager's room. So you can imagine things that are inside the vacuum from that. But one by one, strand of cat hair by strand of cat hair, I searched the bag. And of course, it's not at the top. It's not in the middle, but it's the very bottom of the bag. There is the lone piece of the puzzle, the missing puzzle piece. I extract it, I wipe it off, and I walk back up to the front door. Hey, good to see you again. Here you go, I did find your missing puzzle piece. And 
the smile on her face was a grin from ear to ear. She was very happy and she said, oh, you didn't have to do that. But behind those words and that face, she was saying, oh, that was really cool. Thank you for doing that. It would have driven me crazy if I had one piece after 999 were done. And she thanked me. I said, great, I'll see you in two weeks. I walked off, got in my car, and she was happy. And by living my core value of going the extra mile and being a person of integrity, what happened was not only did I build a trust factor between me and her, but I felt good about me. And the greatest gain that happened from that missing puzzle piece isn't what it built in trust between me and her. It's what it built inside of me and how I felt about myself. And I encourage each and every one of you solo cleaners to go the extra mile, not just for your clients, but do it for you. Do it for you. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>